There have been so many times as a father when I'm reminded I cannot control what my children do. And I think there was a season where one of my kids in middle school was really struggling. And every day it was sort of like, Lord, please just protect, uh, give wisdom, put good people uh, in the way so that bad choices aren't made. And generally, bad choices weren't made. It turned out okay. Well, I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta. He leads our parenting department here at Focus on the Family, and we're going to return to a conversation Jim Daly and I had with Connie Albers. Uh, In a previous episode, she discussed learning from mistakes her own parents made, which she did not want to repeat. You had an awareness there, and some people with their childhood and the things they learn in their family of origin there's not that awareness and actually they can tend to repeat the errors of their father that is true and so you're stricter you're harsher you're and that's what you learn growing up so i mean this is a really important point you have to break those generational sins you do and take them captive so you're not ending up in the same boat you were as a 13 14 year old right speak to that well when i write in the book i talk about the different parenting styles it back in the day it used to be the permissive parent and the authoritative parent do sure. as i say and for the again those children that are real compliant children and they just they don't like getting they in trouble it. they'll do exactly what you tell them to do and they think hmm, i'm the favorite child and sometimes they can kind of be that way just because they aren't causing you trouble but the child who who necessarily isn't doing that can unfortunately feel unloved because going back to your comment about conditional love, you know, God loves us, right? Even while we are yet sinners, God still loves us. And therefore, we love our children. They are formed, fashioned, and created in His image. And He has given them to us to teach, train, and mold in the way they should go. So when we talk about breaking generational curse or the sin pattern, or my dad used to raise me like this, or my mom was like this, no. We have to say, you know what? God gave me to teach and train you in the way you should go. So that means I need to know who you are. Mm. But we can't do that unless we first know ourselves. That's right. Uh, Proverbs 4.23 is important to you. Let's read it and then tell me why. Yes, because, you know, Scripture says, Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the spring of life, right? And that, if you go further in that passage, it does talk about how while we are sinners, Christ loved us. When you are looking at what's coming out of your children, and I don't want to segue off this topic because it is the core of everything, as your child starts to grow and mature, we have to change and adjust. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, We don't think we're allowed to do that. And I'm in the book, I'm giving parents permission. It's okay. Okay, how did that work in your life where you were struggling with one of your kids? You don't have to name that child. I know that. Well, as a mother of five, you can be assured there were struggles (laughs) with each of them at different points along the way. And it kind of came back to some trial and error on my part. But then I started looking at, you know, God loves you. I need to love you. If I do a merit-based love and performance, then you're going to grow up thinking that's the way God is, and that isn't how God is. So how did that play out? Give me a specific example. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I'm Um, pressing you. You are pressing. You're dodging the bullet. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think, which child do I talk about that with? Just just think of one. Okay, so with Paul, it it got to be a point where my oldest son, he had just turned 15. He was a compliant child. He he made me think I was an amazing mother. 
Of and course. Have y'all ever had those children? That was I, that was I our have first. I had one. Yeah, just easy enough. Well, we're we're great parents. Yeah, if you have yes. that one first, you're in trouble. Yeah. I know. Because <laughs> number two or three or four. Because number coming. two wasn't like yeah. that. Dun, um, dun, dun, dun. I stood in the hallway one day in tears, saying, "God, please help me love her. I I mean, help me, you know, like understand her because she was a real challenge. Because yeah. I'm not artistic, but I remember <laughs> talking to my husband about this, and I said. He was pushing back and pushing back, and he wanted to grow up to what you were saying, John. He just wanted to grow up, but I didn't know how to let that happen. And my husband said, you've got to get out of the way. You've got to step back and let God take over. But how was what kind of response did you have to that comment? I laid my head on the pillow. Because all us guys are going, okay, I've done yeah, that. Yeah, guys. Are, so I looked at my husband, and I said, true story. I said, you want me to get out of the way and let a holy God rain down on him to bring him back and he's like yes and i'm like i can't do that so what so, was your issue with yeah, that why not well because god's a holy god and the when we cross a line and we know that god can really bring a lot on somebody to bring him back to himself right and i just laid my head on the pillow that night and i was just crying and i said lord get me out of the way so that I am not the obstacle to him hearing your voice. Because hmm. that's really what he needed. That's powerful. He needed to hear the voice of the Lord. And I promise, it, this happened in May, that particular year. It happened in May. I remember it. I can't even tell you how many pillowcases that were saturated with mascara because I would cry myself to sleep thinking I was ruining them. Or I would cry because of what I said that I shouldn't have said or what I sh should have said that I was afraid to say because I was afraid I'd ruin them or that maybe they would reject me or maybe they wouldn't love me. But I remember so clearly because two months later at 1 a.m. in the morning, the phone rang and he was calling his dad and he was broken. Mm. And I just wept and I realized sometimes we have to get out of the way because God is trying to do a work in their life, and we can sometimes be a stumbling block to that. Well, that's a pretty amazing story that Connie shared about learning to trust God and get out of the way. And uh, Danny, prayer made a big difference for Connie. What kind of prayers do you encourage us to offer to God for our children, especially if we think or we even see uh, bad choices? They're making some bad ones. So much power in prayer. I, I love... The, the science behind what happens when we pray, hmm. and it really truly brings peacefulness into our souls and our minds. And uh, in fact, scientists have seen that there's a part in our brain that lights up when we pray. We have to not look at prayer as a last resort, or I've heard some people say, well, I guess I'll just pray. It's really the power of prayer within our kids' lives is incredible, and we have to see that. And usually what I tell parents to pray for is a strengthening for their child as they go through a molding season in their life. There may be a life where they're being shaped, they're maybe blind, but we know that God restores that and is pursuing uh, your child, right, during those seasons, and we can be reassured of that. One of them that I love is 2 Thessalonians 3, uh, verses 3 and then 5. It says, But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. And this is about God's faithfulness, praying for that to, to shine through and to protect your child from the grasp of the evil one. And then at the end, it says, may the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God. And our kids need that. Mm -hmm. They need 
grace, forgiveness, redemption, uh, not, not uh, resting in shame, but being able to experience God's love to its fullness, and that's when they fail potentially, and then at the end to the steadfastness of Christ. Christ is steadfast in his love and his pursuit of what's true in his love, and that's what we can pray for for our kids when they're having seasons of blindness where Jesus had said they don't have eyes to see or ears to hear. May those be opened up for our kids when they're in those seasons. Be persistent and be patient in your prayer and know that there's tons of power to that. Mm. Just go into that chamber for your children as they go through a necessary time that could be one of the most powerful moments that resets their focus in life for the future. That's good stuff. I appreciate that. And uh, just thinking back to Connie and her insights, uh, you might want to get a copy of her book, Parenting Beyond the Rules. Uh, We're making that available for a one-time gift of any amount or a monthly pledge uh, to this ministry. Look for the link in the show notes. And uh, at our website, you'll find a number of articles that uh, Danny and the parenting team have put together. One of them is called Real Boundaries with Teens. And uh, once again, you'll find that link in the show notes. Next time, more from Connie. She'll have uh, some helpful questions that you can ask your teenager. For now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.